And uh, I, I think the actual term all, all, all sin is wiped out. Amen. You know, if you don't believe it, then can't, like I said, can't help you. Yeah, that's sad. They're, they're a victim of uh, condemnation. They're in the trap of condem condemnation. So that's part of the part of the the solution is getting the word to them. If they believe the word, if they, they believe you can be forgiven, like the Bible says, then then their life will turn around. Amen. If they don't believe it, then they're in unbelief. And the wrath of uh, John three says the wrath of the wrath of God abides upon them because they have not believed. You know. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm sure that we all have some testimonies of people you thought were would never turn to God, and, and all of a sudden here they come through the, the doors of the church. Uh, the second or part B is Hebrews 4:15 and 16. How does God deal with sin? Uh, uh, what uh, what what did you get out of that? Anybody? How, how does God deal with sin? Yeah. yeah. Uh, question six, uh, part B. Uh, it's from Hebrews 4, uh, 15 and 16. It's, it just talks about one way that God, how, how God deals with sin. And uh, basically, uh, in, in Christ, uh, he uh, became human and he endured these temptations that we uh, deal with. So therefore, God doesn't have sympathy for, toward us. He has empathy toward us. Sympathy is when you feel sorry, feel sorry for somebody. Empathy is when you know what they're going through, and you can relate to what's uh, happening there. Right. Right. Key point. <laughs> and so he provided the uh, the solution for it too. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So in God and His empathy deals with our sin and then uh part c uh is from hebrews 5 and 2 not only does uh he provide the atonement not only does 
he have empathy for us, but there's another characteristic of God. He d- uh, go ahead, Liz. And a good synonym for that would be compassion. compassion. Yeah, compassion. Yeah, amen. Hey, we're we're all in this together. <laughs> amen. Praise God. So uh, that's how that's how God deals with sin with the. Yeah. Not only does He know what we're going through, but His heart is touched, and He has compassion for us. Amen. God cares about. He actually cares about us. Amen. Right. The Bible says that God cares about the little sparrow that falls to the ground. Now, I don't know about you, but I've heard some uh, animal rights activists that love animals. But they could care less if you live or die. Amen. God cares about everything, all everything that he created. Amen. Especially us. Amen. Because we are the crowning of his uh, uh, creation because he created us in his likeness and in his image. Praise God. Brother Ernie. Alright, uh, question seven. What behaviors, uh, uh, that's our behaviors, lead to judgment according to uh, chapter 10, 26 to 31? What, what, what kind of behaviors uh, lead to judgment? And it's, and it's uh, we've we've kind of rehashed a, a little bit already tonight, and first uh, five uh, touches on it. Uh, basically, it's the three uh, aspects of uh, sinning willfully that, uh, uh, or the sin of unbelief, uh, uh, insulting the spirit of grace, uh, counting the blood of the covenant a common thing, and uh, trampling underfoot the Son of God. Amen. So those kind of behaviors brings judgment. Amen. Why would why would God bring judgment upon us anyway? Doesn't isn't God a loving a loving God? He loves us so much. He'll 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 let some stuff come our way to bring us back home. Amen. Because he loves us. It's because sometimes we go through stuff. Amen. 
And uh Some people are deceived that way, but we as Christians are called to be a watchman on the wall. That's not just a preacher's job. That's not judging someone when you publish the word. When you when you tell someone what the word of God says, hey, I'm not judging. The, the word of God is going to judge you at the last day anyway. Amen. I'm just telling you what the rules are. I'm telling you what what, what God said. You know, you can do it or don't. I you know, I can't judge you. I've done some of the same things myself. But if you don't. Uh, you know, hear the word of the Lord, you'll answer for it. Amen. At the last day. So, amen. It's not judging when you try to get somebody, you know, to see the truth. Uh, Sister Pat?
I think I think I would have been dealing out some judgment by the righteous hand of God, you know. <laughs> I would have had a little fiery indignation myself. Amen. Uh, question eight says, "Why is the punishment referred to in Hebrews ten twenty nine greater than that in ten twenty eight? Because it's talk, uh, talking about two different covenants there." Talking about Moses' law. It's talking about. Uh, <laughs> let me re read it for you. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. And then, uh, of how much worse punishment do you suppose will be thought worthy who is trampled under uh, the, the, the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant? by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. Why is there a difference there? Amen. Remember, new covenant is a better covenant. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you're talking about now, you know, 1029, you're talking about after you after you sacrifice yourself for the sacrifice. Right. And knowing all of the information having known the Savior was credited for turn your back on him if you refuse to right. one that is worse than being ignorant of the Israelites. Good. Amen. Anybody Right.
And can you see the intentional layout of the book of Hebrews? How, how that we started out? We're build, I mean, there's layers in here, and it's building up to a point, and it's, it's all laid out. I mean, it's teaching us all these things uh, to bring to the point, you know. There's a difference between those two covenants. Amen. Praise God. Uh, question 9 says, from 2 Peter 2, verses 4 to 9, uh, what is the key to avoiding God's wrath? What's the key to avoiding the wrath of God? Brother Bob, if say someone's online and they're listening right now and they've sinned, they're in the middle of something right now. What, what do you do? So we can clean this mess up, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> right. Amen. And I, I think, what, what, uh, I guess uh, the way that we would approach it, that first of all, we ourselves got to recognize that we messed up, and then we got to go to the Lord and, and confess that we messed up, and then we need to renounce that sin and put it in our rearview mirror and keep driving forward. People got to remember, brother, when they come to the Lord with an exposed heart, you got to be true because he's going to know the difference. You can't lie to him. You're only lying to yourself. Okay, so let's let's figure that one out. If you're going to fall to your knees, you're going to repent, you're going to go on and, and do what you need to do, amen, with letting him forgive you, but you got to start out first right. Wow, it's eight o'clock already. <laughs> we got we got we got done halfway. Amen. Uh, Pastor Will, you want to do a couple more questions or? Uh? Amen. I guess, I guess if uh, 
uh, if you can't handle it uh, and you got something to do, you can go home. But uh, <laughs> amen. The rest of us, uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, chew on it a little. Uh, Pastor Ernie. Amen. No, but they're given an opportunity right now, right while they're listening, to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me with this sin. And he'll Amen. Do it. Amen. There's a whole person who tells them to not give up, to come back and hold fast to the faith. Yeah. So if somebody is listening out in their mind or listening in the building, no matter where you slip, you never slip far enough to the hand of God to pull you back. Right. Just Hebrews 10, uh, verses 32 to 34, let us bear up with hope. And uh, question 10 says, after his warnings in verses 26 to 31, how does the author encourage his readers? Amen. You know, a lot of people are good at pointing out the problem, uh, and, uh, but they don't have a solution. Well, the author, of, uh, or which uh, I believe is the Holy Spirit, is the author, and the writer was some unknown person. Amen. But uh, the author gives us or encourages us uh, in, a, in, in a way uh, to overcome these things. And uh, does someone, what did you have, uh, Liz? Um, so how does the author encourage his readers? I wrote, he reminds us of how in our hardship Jesus was there. This helps build more encouragement towards Anybody have something to add? Go ahead, Brother Victor. Awesome, awesome answer. And I just wanted to add on to Ophelia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. You and gotta I, humble yourself, brother. You, you one thing I'd like to point out is uh, I think it's talking about a mindset that we should have. Oh. Kind of the mindset that keeps our eyes on the prize. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, Peter gets out of the boat and he's looking at Jesus and traveling towards Jesus, but then he gets distracted by the wind and the waves. He got his eyes off the prize and the wind and the waves started pulling him down. Uh, but then he went went back to the prize and said, Lord Jesus, you know, help me. Amen. So uh, it's, it's kind of like uh, we got to be in this for the long haul, not, uh, not for the short-term victories. Amen. We're in this for the main victory. Amen. We know that we're going to Win, win a few and lose a few along the way. But if we stay in the fight, we're going to win the war. Amen. Amen. We need Amen. the big picture thinking. If you, <coughs> you ever turn a, a set of binoculars around backwards and you can see something, but you see like you're looking through a tunnel. Amen. Turn the binoculars around. Get the big picture. 
Amen. Get the whole picture in the view. Amen. Because sometimes, uh, you know, if, if you exclude all the background and the surroundings, you miss a very important part of the picture. Amen. The very important part of the picture is that Christ is standing there with us. Amen. To help us through. Amen. And if we remain faithful to him, he will remain faithful to us. And he'll get us all the way through to the end and on to the other side. Praise God. Uh, verse 11 says, how do these verses encourage you? Talking about uh, 26 to 31. Amen. Brother Denny. You notice whenever uh, he stepped out of the boat, as long as he had his eyes on Jesus, mm -hmm. he was he was walking. Right. But when he took his eyes off, he got distracted. Mm -hmm. Then he started going down. But then when he looked back at Jesus and asked for help, Jesus was right there. Right. He just looked down and you know helped him back up. And that's the way it is with us when we fall. You know, Brother Denny, we've all done that same exact thing. We've we've all been Peter. We've all got out of the boat. And we've all got distracted. And we've all had to call on Christ to pull us out, pull us out of another mess we got ourselves into. As uh, 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 remember, oh, was it Abbott? No, it was uh, Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> so another fine mess you got us into. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Question 13 says, would you say it is easy or difficult to appreciate a better possession and a lasting one? Uh, explain your answer. This is from uh, 
verses 26 and 31. A better possession or a la- uh, and a lasting one. Is it easy or difficult? Uh, Liz? Um, for me, I wrote, it's easy to do good. Um, and the reason that this is easy for me to appreciate is because when I'm thinking about what my family is, when I'm thinking about what I've um, gained through the experiences that I've had, it makes me want to walk with Christ a lot more. And for me, there's been so many times where I've had really, really hardships, where I, you know, I was crying and begging God, please, you know, where are you asking me? And then I can feel his presence. I can feel his warm hold and I can mm-hmm. feel him just calm. And for me, knowing that I've had these um, encounters in my walk with him where I know for a fact I felt his presence and I know that he's been there with me so amazing, it makes it really easy for me to say, something better is waiting in store for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it being good. And I'm okay with you know, <coughs> you guys are the that makes it better. Because at the end of the day, when I take my final breath, hopefully he's going to look at me and say, you know, well done, my good and faithful one. And right. I'm going to live with him forever in his glory. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, no more good and glory than that. I'm kind of like easy in this hand and difficult on this hand. It's easy because of what Christ has done and all that he's you know, done for us and, and his compassion, his empathy and all those things he has for me. On this hand, it's like, I got to walk this out. And we we got to walk this out. Amen. So I'm, I'm kind of torn uh, which way. <laughs> Self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> Brother Ernie. Yeah, so I guess it depends on how you're looking at it, you know, and what mindset that you have approaching it. Pastor Willie? You reminded me of an experience I had. Uh, I used to work for a major uh, office supply retailer, and I was a driver along with about other 40 other guys. And uh, when we got the, the news that we were all going to be let go, some of the same guys that came in uh, complaining every morning about how they hated this and all this stuff we have to go through and this, they were singing a different tune when they figured out their job was gone. Amen. What am I going to do? You know. That's why I think David said it was good out of necessity to come and save some people. People think they don't need 
Praise God. Hold off, Jesus. I got this. You can just you can just uh, take a rest there, Lord. I, I got this. <laughs> Brother Bob. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, to get to that point, can you imagine? <laughs> Can't even compare the two. <laughs> mm, man, praise God. The last section is Hebrews 10, 35 to 39. Let us believe and be saved. And state from, uh, uh, question 14, state from verses 35 and 36, the responsibilities of the believer. What of our, in the, in the light of uh, these verses and, and, the, and this section here, uh, what are our responsibilities? To do his work. Mm hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge for me. Right. Verse 35 said, uh, do not cast away your confidence. That's not self-confidence. That's Christ's confidence. Confidence in God. Amen. Don't. Don't. Yes. Amen. Praise, praise God. So, uh, so, so 
our responsibility is to hang on, do the will of God, and, uh, and persevere, and uh, amen. amen. And then B says, what are the responses of God? Right, right. He will, he will keep his promise, and 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 there's a reward involved. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. And then, uh, question fifteen: What does shrink back mean to you? Uh, from uh, verse thirty-eight, what is shrinking back? What what does that uh, sound like to you? <laughs> I, I think you said that out loud. Question 16. <laughs> In verse 39, what's the alternative to shrinking back? Or what's. Keeping our faith. Right. Blame us Keeping our faith. Right. That's it. Step fast, that helmet of salvation on, and you stay in your faith. Amen. I don't see anything anymore. Hallelujah. All right. And the last question, uh, 17, what can you apply from this passage to warn and encourage those around you? Right? All right. Good. Anybody got something? Pastor Will? Praise God. Right. Amen. Some will, some won't. Some won't. So what? So what? Someone waited. 
Keep but going. somebody's waiting because Jesus is coming. The harvest is plentiful and the laborers are few. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You got to get to some no's to get to the yes. Mm-hmm. Every no you get is getting you closer to your next yes. So when they tell you no or they lie to you and tell you they come to church and they don't, get excited. You know what I said? That's one less lie I got to say and I'm, I'm almost at a yes. <laughs> and you just keep going and you get that lender. I call it that lender knowing. Well, we all get that spirit of Oh. Huh. 